Are you ready for a travel adventure? How about an exciting trip to Venice or an exhilarating experience in Bangkok? Maybe you were more about a culinary adventure in Barcelona or just a relaxing day cruising the canals of Amsterdam. Join the Professor Travel as he invites you on an epic excursion, one that has you traveling the globe with him. Come and experience a world of culture, a world of history and architecture, a world of food and experiences to broaden your mind and save you time and money as you travel. Learn more, discuss more, travel more, and enjoy life more. And now your host, The Professor Travel. Greetings, students, and welcome to this edition of The Professor Travel. I am The Professor Travel coming to you again from Orange County. Here on our site, we come together as a community in order to learn more, to discuss more, to travel more to different places that we've never been before, and to enjoy our travels. Uh, you can always reach me through social media. I am available through my website, which is at theprofessortravel.com. You can also find me on YouTube at The Professor Travel. You can find me on Facebook at The Professor Travel. And then I can also be found on Twitter at TheProfessorTR1 and on Blogspot, if you're a blogger, at TheProfessorTravel.blogspot.com. Today, I am very privileged to welcome a visiting professor with us. Um, Tony Randazzo is with us today to discuss his recent trip to China. Say hi to everybody, Tony. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Thanks, Tony, for coming on board. I really appreciate you taking time to debrief your trip with us. Um, can, for, for my students that are just listening or who are um, maybe viewing this, can you tell us a little bit about maybe your educational background as well as uh, your travels, places that you've been before? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I hold a BSBA in management and uh, MS in computer information systems. I have a, a few certifications as well. I'm in the IT field. And I have traveled, uh, I consider pretty extensively. I've done a couple of trips to Russia, Paris, Luxembourg, Germany a few times, Holland, Fiji. I used to live in Hawaii, so I spent time in Hawaii. Oh, wow. I'm from the East Coast originally, so I've been to Barbados, you know, Bahamas. I've been to Bermuda, Acapulco, Puerto Vallarta, Belize. Mazalan, Honduras, and it, I can go on and on and <laughs> include my recent trip to, to uh, China. Excellent. Do you ha just out of curiosity, have you counted maybe how many different countries you've been to? Just for, for No, I haven't. Uh, you know, I, eventually I'm going to get a map and I'm going to put a pin on all the er <laughs> you know, areas and countries I've been to. I've done that online. I've actually, I think I'm up to 24 now and I'm really excited. Um, this next year, I'm hoping to get another five under my belt. So cool. we'll see cool. how that goes. Yes. Um, so like you were alluding to earlier, you recently got back from a trip to China, right? Correct. Excellent. So um, talk to me about the planning for this trip. How long in advance did you start planning for your trip to China? Believe it or not, this is the shortest planned trip I've ever taken. Most international trips, I plan about a year in advance, mm -hmm. you know, for all the visas and other paperwork and just getting everything in order. This one was probably three months prior. Wow, that is very fast. Yes, I got, I was invited by a friend of mine who was going back to China to visit his family. Okay. And I had just gotten back from Central America and it was like the trip was coming up two months later. I said, ah, why not? Okay. So it was probably two months. I take that back. It was probably two months. 
Okay. Wow. I got, that's... I got back in July and we left in, in September. Yeah. That's even faster. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, then you had to jump on that pretty quickly. Uh, <laughs> so in preparation for this, I know that China requires a visa. Did you have to go through their consulate ahead of time? Or was it one of those ones that you do it on arrival? What was your strategy with that? There's a lot of misinformation about visas in China. I can tell you, I could not do the visa before I got back from Central America because you needed visa. You need your passport to turn in for the visa. So this, we probably, I was probably invited on this trip just before we left for the for the cruise. So it was around June, and I did go through a third party. Uh, online service for the visa. However, <laughs> during that process, I discovered that you do not need a visa for certain areas, provinces in China. Hmm. However, there is a catch to that. Okay. And I only actually found out the catch was today. I did further research today. Even though I, I just, you know, I came back um, a few weeks ago, yeah. I just discovered why when I did go to mainland China, why they would not let me in and they insisted I get a visa. When you Google it, it you're instructed to, you don't need a visa because the government is trying to, um, trying to promote tourism to, to some of their territories. Yeah. And the one that I went to, Cheshire, did did not really require a visa if you're going to be there um, less than 72 hours. Okay. And I think I mispronounced that, that Cheshire, but I, I, it's, I still struggle saying that sometimes. You, you said it's Cheshire? S-H-E-N-Z-H-E-N. Shenzhen. Shenzhen. Shenzhen, yes. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay, perfect. Now, uh, yeah, I, I think when I went to um, I went to Thailand a couple of years ago, I went in 2016, and we actually had to do a stopover in Shanghai. And they were saying that, yeah, like exactly as you're saying, if you're going to be there for less than 72 hours, you don't need to have a visa in order to be there. So but there's a catch. I found out the catch today. What's the catch? The catch is... The 72 hours only applies if you're traveling by air. Mm, okay. I took the ferry over from Hong Kong. So then you needed to have the visa. Then you needed to have a visa. <sighs> okay, that's kind of crazy. So Shenzhen did, did not require it by air, but if you're taking any other means, so in my case, the ferry over, I had to apply for a day visa, which I did at the ferry terminal when I arrived. What was the cost of that, just out of curiosity? Very expensive. For You can get a 10-year visa for almost what I paid for one day. I believe it was 132 US dollars. Oh my gosh, that is, you're right. That is incredibly expensive. But I guess it's more of a convenience thing at that point. They kind of have you there. It's like, you have to pay it, otherwise you can't get in. So exactly. it's like, what do you do? Um, on the same topic, um, were there any travel medications that you needed when you had, when you had to go over there or things that you yeah. just got as far as boosters went? No, I didn't. I don't. The only thing I brought over with my vitamins, and that was totally cool. I didn't have to bring anything else. Okay, perfect. And um, as far as eating, 
abroad, did you have to like adjust your stomach ahead of time? I mean, I, you only had two months to prepare for this. I don't imagine that you had a lot of wiggle room in that. Well, I don't give any wiggle room because I don't adjust. <laughs> I do not venture out to all foods. and <laughs> I, I usually stick to what I know. Okay. Um, so that was pretty much, I did a lot of hotel eating and um, I ate at a Mexican restaurant and an Italian restaurant. In China? <laughs> yes. Wow, okay. In Hong Kong. Now, when we get to China, that was a different because I went to my uh, friend's house um, and had lunch. So I had no choice there. Well, and actually, let's talk about the vacation. Let's go step by step through this process. So that way we can get a little bit of an idea as you walk, walk us through this. So in pre-packing, uh, for this trip, did you like what? What were some things that you needed to know? Like, I'm assuming weather was one of them, but what other types of things that you need to be aware of? It was mostly weather, and regardless of what I read online, it was the complete opposite. Oh no! Oh, that's that's terrible. <laughs> so I did not have enough clothes, uh, and nor did I have the right clothes. So oh, that's gonna make that trip really miserable. Um, did you have at least some place to wash your clothes or something like that at all? Well, the hotels, but, you know, there's always an extra cost when you want them to launder your clothes. Mm. You just make do. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you have to. Um, did, you, did you bring with you any sunscreen or mosquito repellent at all? Anything like that? No, I mean, I have olive skin being Italian, so I don't really use um, sunblock. It was more or less the weather, uh, you know, it rained a couple of times. And when I say rained, it came down in buckets. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Florida rain, maybe even hotter. Uh-huh. And the weather was just hot and 98% humidity. Oh, that yeah, that's, that's unbearable. Uh, when we were in Thailand, like I was talking to you about, we had like 85% humidity. Yeah. And that was the worst I ever experienced yeah. in my life. It was, it was the worst for me. It was con- you constantly lost weight because you, you just sweated all the time. And you had to take three showers a day. It, it, well, like as soon as you get out of the shower, you're already starting to sweat. It's kind of gross. And so, I, yes, I, at least that was a clean sweat. Yeah, but exactly. when, you, when you go outside, it's a different story. We, we had planned for this a little bit ahead of time. We knew what the humidity was going to be like, even if it was only going to be like 80 degrees or 85 degrees um, when we went to Thailand. But we also prepared in bringing not just shorts, but also like gauze clothing as well as linen clothing. Um, so that way it was a little bit more breathable, but we were, when we went, we were actually staying in the timeshare. So we had access to a washing machine and that was a little bit more, I, I guess, flexible on yeah, stuff like that yeah, and, yeah. and staying in a hotel, which you're right, can be very expensive if you get stuff laundered. Um, so let's also talk about where you left from. Now, I'm assuming that you left out of Los Angeles. Is that correct? Correct. LAX. Okay. Fantastic. And which airline did you decide to go on? American. Okay, perfect. And now, are you one of those people who sticks with one airline or do you, is it just whoever's yeah. the cheapest or whatever is the easiest? Well, I go for a nonstop. So whoever has a nonstop flight is my first choice. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I do the same thing. I'm just kind of like, just get me there. I don't want to change planes and I want to get there as quickly as possible. And I'll pay extra as possible. Yeah. yeah, exactly. LAX is for us here in Southern California. I think it's probably one of the few that you can leave out of, unless they bring us up to... San Francisco, and that's that's a whole another thing altogether. Um, with the parking at LAX, did you just have someone drop you off, or was it one of those things where you actually took a shuttle over there or an Uber? I, I use Super Shuttle. Super Shuttle. Okay, yeah. so that's about twenty five bucks, thirty bucks 
Uh, yeah, it's like, I think it's like $32 for shared. Okay, that's not bad. If you have the time, I guess that's totally cool. My only problem with that is when I tried to come back from LAX with those shuttle services, I just want to be home. I mean, I just traveled for like 20 hours on a flight or something like that. I just, I want to be home. I don't want to deal with it. It's a thousand percent better out of LAX, except for prime time. I've flown them before. Now they no longer have a station at LAX. You have to call them and they'll drive and pick you up from there. Okay. And Super Shuttle out of Orange County is the worst trying to get home because not many people go to Long Beach from Orange County, apparently. But LAX never had a problem. I, on the way back, I probably waited. I know I waited less than 10 minutes. Oh, that's really good. That's, that's excellent. Good, 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 good review on your part. Um, okay. So now when you got on the flight, were you looking at something that was uh, more, more cost effective or were you, did you try to upgrade into a business or first class? Like what was your, what was your, well, I think the, the first class was about 15,000, a little more than that. I remember seeing, uh, and then they, you know, for that you get a private cocoon and then they had the business class, which was a normal first class. But I just, you know, for me, I'm a small person. So I took the coach and I paid extra for the nonstop. Okay, perfect. Awesome. But a lesson there, folks, and I'm telling you this because I experienced it. Do not go through a third party when you're booking airfare because the airfare dropped from the time I booked to the time we were getting ready to leave because of all the protests in, in Hong Kong. So and you, it dropped by two hundred and fifty dollars. So my seven fifty ticket went down to five hundred. But so since I used a third party, the third party would not give me the difference back, even though the airline said they would. Do you do you ever use travel insurance? I did buy the travel insurance, but I read the policy on that, and they were going to. Um, I didn't have a valid reason for canceling for the travel insurance. Okay. However. I could have canceled. The tickets were not non-refundable, so I could have canceled. But the, the third party was going to charge me the two hundred and fifty dollars that it was going to cost. That I was going to get for the, just the refund. So, so it, was just, it was going to be a wash either way you look at it. It was. Yeah. If I went through the airline, it would have been just two hundred and fifty dollars credit. And but the third party wanted that credit for themselves. Well, I wouldn't use them again then. <laughs> so after twenty plus years, never again. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Um, what was the food like on the flight? Hopefully it was decent. Well, interesting. I'm, I'm not really uh, going there was okay. I, I didn't have breakfast. It was a three, it was three course meal. It was, you know, I was just, I take the back. It was three meals. Okay. So I skipped the breakfast and, you know, it wasn't for me. <laughs> uh, lunch. I, I, yeah, lunch I had, it was, a, it, they call it a stromboli. If you're Italian, you would not call it a stromboli. <laughs> it's pretty much. A, a pastry dough r- rolled like a stromboli with just tomato sauce inside, nothing else. Oh. And then uh, for dinner, I had fruit. I b- bypassed on everything else. Okay. Well, at least it was some level of sustenance to keep you alive. So that's exactly. It, but it was unlimited <laughs> snacks. So that was good. Okay. So now you, you're flying for how many hours to get there? It was around 15, but we made it there in around 14 i believe we got there about an hour earlier than what they had initially said nice which yeah but it creates problems for the hotel so yeah that's true it's just sometimes those things work out and other times they don't it, just it was a cascading yes 
<laughs> you're happy and then you're sad. <laughs> it was like, now I have to hurry up and wait. So that's great. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. Um, and uh, when you went over there, uh, how, how was, how was your trip from the airport to your first location, your first hotel that you were staying in Hong Kong? Well, luckily, what, what a friend of mine who sort of speaks the language, he was born in China, although his, you know, he speaks, I think he speaks Mandarin. They do not. There was um, some conflict there. We did manage to get, we, oh, I remember, we tried Uber a couple of times. That did not work out at all. Okay, I'm telling you now, from Hong Kong International, it was it was, it was just, it, they kept directing us to a, a, where the Uber pickup was, which is apparently down the road, across the street somewhere. After two failed attempts, we just took a taxi. Okay, that makes sense then. How was the hotel there? The hotel was beautiful. It was, it was you know, we were spoiled because we stayed at the, uh, the Marriott and we were, uh, my friends are club members, so we had VIP treatment. Uh, unlimited food, unlimited alcohol. It was good. And how many days were you going to be in Hong Kong for? So we would, it was, the whole trip was nine days. And I won, yeah, it was seven days in Hong Kong, but going back and forth. So Hong Kong was the home base, but we did venture out and stay in other areas and, you know, like Macau for a couple of days and Kowloon for several day trips, and then to uh, Shushan for the day. I actually want to get into those in just a second. Yes, um, but main base was Hong Kong. Main base was Hong Kong. Okay, so you're in Hong Kong now. Um, let's 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 go day by day. Um, with you're in, you're in there for nine days. What are some of the things that you did over the course of those nine days? Talk to me about like the different cities you went to. <laughs> We tried to figure out where we were and where we were going because nothing was planned. <laughs> so you didn't. So you didn't pre-plan any yeah. type of excursions at all. No. Okay. And it was that was the fun of it, getting around. I could tell you, and I'll take you through it as best I can recall because we did so much. But we did get around by taxis, Uber, cable cars, double-decker buses. And tax uh, uh, taxis, if I didn't repeat myself, and taxis and trains. And train. So, and then we took a plane there. So, I think we took every mode, and then we used our feet a lot. So, we used every mode of transportation <laughs> in this. Okay. <laughs> I don't think there was anything we didn't, you know, use. Uh, we didn't use scooters, but I didn't see scooters. But everything else, we pretty much did to get you around. It's very while you were over there as well, right? What was that? You said you did a ferry while you were over. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about the ferry. Yes, we did the ferries a few times. So, yeah. <laughs> so the first several days was we were close to um, downtown. We, well, I shouldn't say close. We, we stayed in downtown Hong Kong. So everything, for the most part, was in walking distance. Um, but with the heat, and sometimes you just want to take another means of transportation. And so we, we did. Um, the best transportation you could take really is to buy a bus pass because during the protests, a lot of the uh, train stations were closed and you didn't know that until you got on the train or until you try to get to a station and you get to the station to find out it was closed. Oh man. So that was, I don't know what was, I think it was more maddening getting to getting onto train, getting thinking you're going one stop and you go 
like eight stops and because all the stations were closed and then you're, you're somewhere really far away and you're like, now what do you do? So there was, a, there was that moment too. Can I ask you a really quick question? Yes. Since you were looking over your travel insurance, do they cover civil unrest? Do you know if they did? I didn't see that there. Um, what they did cover was, you know, if you got ill, if your travel companion got ill, if something um, unforeseen prevented you from traveling. And, and that was the most, the extent I recall reading it. I mean, the thing is, you know, it's a, it's a PDF file within a file within a link. So you really had to go through all the details. I don't recall seeing that. Um, you know, what would have happened if we were there? If I got hurt when I was there, yes, there would have been coverage. I don't know about anything else though. Like if, if for whatever reason we got there in the airport, decided to close or the government decided not to let anyone in and we had to turn around. I'm not sure what would happen in a case like that. I know that a couple of years ago we went to Barcelona. Yes. And Barcelona is currently going through a, um, a, a political unrest there where the, um, the, the government of the province of Catalonia is looking to secede from there and, and hoping to become their yes. own country. Yeah. So uh, it just so happened the day we arrived there, all the the Spanish government arrested all of the politicians of Catalonia. And so there were protests in the street. And you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, this is going to get violent. But it's, it wasn't actually. It's, it, it was actually a, a normal, you know, lots of banging on pots and things like that, but nothing really, there was no violence over there. Yeah. I don't know. Were you at any time scared or was there any concern? About well, that? you know, I was born and raised mostly in New York and Jersey. So I don't know about being afraid. There <laughs> was tense moments with the uh, riot police and the protesters. And there was a lot of graffiti and, um, you know, just racial slurs spray painted everywhere. I mean, it was uh, some moments where even you Uber drivers and taxi Drivers would not come to certain sections that we were at. And we were in, you know, populated areas, you know, downtown. But those were the areas being hit the hardest. But there were protests in the airport, too. Oh, yeah. But the airport, you know, not when we were there. And, you know, and the day I left, I left a few hours earlier to get to the airport just in case. Mm -hmm. And there was a clash between the protesters and the police. And I'm like, I'm glad I made it to the airport because all that was going on downtown. Okay. So let's talk about some of the places that you went. Yes. What were some other places that you ended up going well, apart from just the general environment? When we, went, when we went to Hong Kong, we, saw, we went to a lot of, not so much churches and all. I mean, we, we went to, you know, temples. We went to the zoo. We went to the aquarium. We got to go on, a, you know, the roller coaster. That's where the, the, the rain just Oh my God, just shut everything down. We went um, to the famous, uh, uh, oh, the, they have an open market and then they have a night market as well. Um, and the night market was actually in Kowloon. So we spent a few days in Hong Kong just touring around. And I think we hit every major spot in, in downtown Hong Kong. Did you do Disney at all while you were over there? No, we didn't do Disney. Actually, it was closed. Oh, was it really? Yes, it was closed for all the protests. It was, I don't know how long it was closed, but we passed the cast members and it was, but it was closed. 
And, well, I, you know, Disney's Disney. It would be, you know, I, I see enough Disney. I live, you know, 20 something minutes away. Uh, <laughs> and it was other things like we went to um, Ocean Park. That's their, you know, their SeaWorld and their amusement park area. Um, we went to you know, a lot of the markets, a lot. My friend is heavy into seafood. I'm the complete opposite. So I tolerated the seafood trips. We went, went to one of the oldest, a friend of his picked us up the first day. Could you imagine? After a flight like that, we picked, he picked us up and we went to the oldest Chinese tea place in Hong Kong. And we had tea that was a blend of 23 teas. Um, not the first thing I really enjoyed off of the, off of a long flight, something so bitter, but you know, it was the experience. But you know what? I I can actually I, I can relive that experience because when we flew to Bangkok, we arrived in the midday, and that very evening we went on a tour of the um, of the harbor. We actually took a river cruise. Oh, the harbor. Okay. And we did like an all-you-can-eat buffet. Uh, they had a drag show on board. It was really kind of fun. But man, at, after 25 hours, basically of of traveling, because again, you're tra- you're crossing over the international dateline too, and there's yes. I mean, it's just it's this big to do. But man, it was we were exhausted, but at the same time, we also had a little bit of adrenaline in us. So we wanted to we wanted to get out. We didn't want that time to be wasted. So I get it. And we also had everything pre-planned for us because I'm a big planner and that's the kind of thing I try to do whenever we go places. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I understand though. I mean, as far as at least getting those little bit of interactions, you only have nine days, what you think is a, a, is like a month, you know, you think it's a huge amount of time, but every little bit, you know, you got to realize, Hey, I'm in another country. There's so many different things I can be doing right now. Even if it's just going out to have some local fare, you know? And, and just, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, so, Absolutely. Awesome. So that was pretty much Hong Kong at that point for you. Yeah. And, and then I, mean, I was looking up the, we went to the famous night market um, and it really, it's hard to always remember those things. Um, I think it was, on, I have to, I have to try to remember where, where it was at, but if you Google, you know, Hong Kong or Kailun, it's actually Kai, Kailun night markets. We went there, but so we did take a couple of times. We took the ferry over to Kowloon. Okay. Uh, that was really, uh, that was really nice. Um, it, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a different Island still, you know, still all under China, uh, but they refer to Hong Kong as Hong Kong Island. And then you got, Kowloon Island. So it was, it was really nice. Nice. Awesome. What, what did you do next after that? So we went to Shenzhen. Shenzhen. Okay. Yeah. For the, uh, what turned out was supposed to be, I thought sightseeing, but it was really meeting a, a friend of my friend, a high school friend. And he took us to his house and we had lunch there. Nice. Was it more traditional lunch or? Um, so it was, it was not what I expected. I, you know, I expected to see how the average person would live in China, especially mainland China. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't turn out that way. We went by ferry and that's when we had, I found out we had to get the, I had to get a visa when we landed. Mm-hmm. Um, he picked us up. Well, first we took a, a taxi to a location, which you know, I, I know it's close to, I guess, close to his uh, gated country club. And he picked us up in his, you know, in his Porsche. 
and took us to essentially his mansion. And that's where we had lunch. <laughs> yeah, that's and not that's where we spent, Chinese person. We spent the day. Oh awesome. So it sounds like you were still spoiled even after Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah, it, it was not what I expected. Uh, it, it was mind blowing uh, to, you know, to, to experience that. They were really fantastic hosts. And we wound up having um, lamb in a hot pot. I guess that's a tradition out in China. And with that, we had, um, they, he, they gave us shots of liquor. Apparently, the bottle of liquor was $300, and we were doing shots of it. Oh, my. oh wow. So it, was, it, was, it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a, a, almost an entire day. Oh. It's just touring the house. And um, having, they had their private tea room. So we had private tea in their tea room in, in the uh, home. Um, Sounds beautiful. And by we, the way, I mean, it, you, have, you had taken some amazing pictures while you were over there. I got a chance to see them on Facebook and they were just phenomenal. If my students ever wanted to, you know, get information on that, um, I'll just have them send me an email and then I'll, I'll just reach out to you and say, Hey, these people would love more information about these, some of these places that you've gone to. So that way they can get a little bit of a snippet about it. Oh, that's uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's totally cool. Awesome. So, okay. Uh, so you're continuing to be spoiled as we go through this process. It sounds like, um, what, what was next on your agenda? So we went, uh, we had a few things we wanted to see, but we were looking them up as we go. Uh, we just, we went and spent two nights in Macau. Okay. Now, Macau, again, it was a ferry, but that was an interesting ferry experience. And folks may not realize that when you take a, when you take a ferry like to Kowloon, it was only, you know, it was a state ferry, a store. I think it was called store, but I think it's a state ferry. But when you go to Macau, it's more commercial. So there are, I believe, two or three ferry operators or two of them, but one of them operates two stations. You have to know which ferry operator to go to. And then of the, of the two or three, you have to know which of those goes to the part of Macau you will be going to. It's, it's really challenging. We were very frustrated and I, I ran into other Americans that were um, very frustrated as well. Hmm. So it, it, it's something you have to think about, like going to Macau is great. We have hotel reservations. We have found it really challenging communicating to anyone, you know, of, 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 to where we need to be. Um, so the thing is to keep in mind, there's old Macau and there's new Macau. So you have to first know which Macau you're going to. Okay. And on that same note, I, I know that Macau has a real big gambling uh, location. They oh, have, the whole thing is gambling. Yeah, they have a huge, huge gambling prospect. But is that more of the new Macau or is that old Macau? Well, funny enough, they're, they're both Macau's. So oh, okay. <laughs> it, it originally started in old Macau. And for whatever reason, they created new Macau. I never got the history on this yet. And they rebuilt all those same casinos in new Macau, but they're oh. newer. Wow. And they're more glitzy and glamorous. <laughs> so again, you're being spoiled as you're going through this whole process. <laughs> and we stayed at, again, we stayed at a Marriott. I think, no, it was not a Marriott. I take it back. It was one of, in the Marriott family. So they gave us VIP 
um, a VIP, you know, treatment. So we had, we couldn't get a suite because we came in too early, they said. However, they gave us a high rise room that overlooked all of Macau. So that was to die for. And how was the food over there? The food was, I, I gotta say, again, I didn't need to eat outside because they provided unlimited alcohol. They provided a huge buffet breakfast. They provided uh, a, a cocktail hour with a buffet. And then they had snacks at night. There was, I didn't eat out at all. <laughs> Then for nine days, I we had two meals. The first day when we arrived in Hong Kong, we went to uh, Gordon Ramsay's uh, restaurant. And then the last night in Hong Kong, I went to an Italian restaurant. But in Macau, it was all about sightseeing. They actually created the Rome. They rebuilt the Roman ruins in old Macau. I mean, it looked like the Colosseum in, in, you know, in Rome. I, it was unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> and we were blown away. My friend who's from China thought they were real. And I finally, I told him they were not real. First off, they couldn't possibly be real. And then we, I read something, you know, in one of the visitors uh, areas and it indicated that it was not real. So. I want to say that they also have like a replica of the, Eiffel Tower over in that area is something. Yes, like that. that's in New Macau. I went up on the top of it. Oh. It's breathtaking. Wow. It's the Perugian, Perugian, Perugian. It's not, it's the Eiffel Tower, but it's not like, I thought it was the Paris Hotel like in Las Vegas. It's not. Huh. Perugian is the name of the hotel. And it is to die for. That, I went all the way to the top. They, I just, you know, you pay a fee and, and you get to the top and the whole thing changes colors. I took every picture of every color the thing turns into. It oh, was wow. breathtaking. It sounds just, There's a lot to see over there, you know. Would you go back? Yes, I would go back. I mean, we saw probably all the main attractions, but it would be nice to maybe focus on a few areas. I would like to spend more time in mainland China. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we saw all of um, Macau. They really, I'm not a gambler. And, uh, you know, once, I mean, you get blown away by all the casinos and you can't possibly eat at all the restaurants. China in general has a lot of restaurants. We, I mean, you go to a shopping mall and what, we went to one shopping mall. I think it was eight stories of restaurants. Like each oh. had all just new restaurants. And then they had a billboard that was probably three stories high of all the restaurants coming. It, it was insanity. I'm total insanity for eating. I, you know, I'm not a big eater and I, I you know, I'm, you know, it was just, I'm glad I wasn't because I, there's no way, you know, it, it would have been impossible not to want to eat everything. Was this, was this pretty much the, the final piece of your trip or like, did you have a, I mean, cause that's, that's a, that's a pretty massive thing to have. I don't, I don't imagine anything would be as spectacular right after that. Yeah. Well, after Macau, we came back to Hong Kong and I went back to Kailun and the Temple Street Market is the one I was thinking about. And they had the, the night, the night market going on. Um, thing to keep in mind when you're traveling to these places, because we, we went, what was supposed to be after their, um, their holiday, I think it was year up there. I'm pretty sure of the rabbit because I remember seeing rabbits everywhere, uh, but or bunnies, something. But they had a big, um, their big holiday 
And apparently it wasn't a couple of days as advertised, or at least what I read online, it was for the entire week. Mm-hmm. So when we went to, we went to Kailun, we went to the, that, uh, we went to another market area. And I think that was, that might've been the temple one. we went to so many, but you have to bring cash. You have to bring, you know, you could bring the Hong, you can bring Hong Kong dollars or the yen, but you needed to bring, um, the currency because the bank, the two ATMs on that Island where we were with completely out of cash. And then you bank of China would not, even though they were open, they would not fill the machine for whatever reason, nor would they let you go in and get money unless you were a a member of bank of China. So I use Google. So a good thing to learn folks is Google is awesome getting around because I was able to use Google to locate an ATM that was in the prison. So there was a prison on Kailun and it wasn't that far. So we walked to the prison and after debating whether or not we should ask to go inside the ATM, we just did. And the guard was nice. He let us in so we could get money from the ATM machine. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We'll have if I've ever heard one. <laughs> what are we going to do there? You know, uh, you know, one thing I, I stated earlier, the bus pass was really invaluable because the bus pass, everyone took it. Even even shops took it. Even the people places in the airport took it like unbelievable stores took your your bus pass to buy things so we needed to refill the bus pass so we can get back you know to the the ferry to get home even the ferries took the bus pass so was, well not the private ones but the commercial ones so I'm, I'm sorry not the commercial one but the state one so it's really important to have cash with you and, and especially if it's a holiday if you know it's a holiday or holiday week don't rely on the ATMs. So we spent a day at the market and, you know, looking at all the stuff, taking millions of pictures from all the protests. Um, and we found this cool, cool, the oldest bar in Kailun. He, they said in Hong Kong, it probably was. Um, and it was called the Smugglers Inn. Hmm. Oh my, you know, I was able, they let me take a dollar bill and write my name on it, my friend's name and from the US and all and, and paste, you know, they give you a, a little piece of putty and put it on the wall. Oh, cool. So it was really good, but you know, you need, luckily they took a uh, credit card. So credit cards are widely accepted there, but the merchants, you know, want cash. And um, apparently the 7-Elevens, which there are probably a million 7-Elevens, in Hong Kong, in China, everywhere, on every corner was the 7-Eleven. They only take cash to recharge your bus pass. And then they only take a minimum of, I think it was like 50, I think it was a minimum of 50 Hong Kong dollars. So you had to make sure you had cash. Okay, cool. All right. So then you're pretty much, that's nine days worth of travel. That's a lot of really good information. And by the way, thank you for sharing that too with us. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, another thing to, to note is they use something called WeChat. So it's it's quite interesting. It's it's yeah, we we pay WeChat. No, it's WeChat. So it's it's similar to some uh, when you you want to buy something, we use PayPal. Yeah. But PayPal, the other the merchant has to have a PayPal account to deposit the money. The way they do WeChat, and the reason why it was so great, because we went to Ocean. Um, Ocean Park, they gave a 20% discount if you use WeChat. 
I think oh. it's called WeChat. So all you have to do is you t- take your phone. Luckily, my friend had it installed, the app on his phone, and you scan the merchant's barcode. And then, so the merchant doesn't have to have anything. You just scan their barcode, and then the merchant just needs to verify that it was accepted on your phone, and that's it. So the taxis accepted it. The um, the uh, water park, uh, the uh, ocean park accepted it. A lot of places take the WeChat. Nice. Awesome. That was cool. How was your return trip? It was good because I left a couple of hours early. Um, and I don't know why I did. I think I did because it was like gloomy outside. And it was starting to rain outside. And I didn't really want to go walk in the rain. Mm-hmm. And plus, you know, it was humid. Uh, I went to the airport early. And it was, it was great because the protest broke out after I got to the airport. And it was all over the news. (laughs) Um, What about customs? How was customs on the way back? Customs was, on the way back was okay. It was one experience. It was inconsistent. So I forgot where it was. One of the ferries, it might have been to, it had to be Kowloon. Um, Every time you go on a ferry to any, any of the other islands, any other part of China, you have to fill out an immigration form, essentially. And I actually forgot one time, first off, they don't tell you. Um, so I forgot one time and they made me go and fill it out. Um, but I didn't know what they were talking about until my friend told me. Mm. And then the second time, again, I forgot, but my friend forgot too, because it's not something you think about. You think, you know, you go on a train, you go on a ferry, you go, you don't, you don't think about, it. they require you to fill out an immigration form every single time. Mm. So my friend didn't have his, I didn't have mine. They said something. They made him fill out his, but they let me go through without mine. <laughs> it was so inconsistent. So annoying. I thought for sure they were and they were like, "What?" Well, my friend was like, "He doesn't have his." They just they just let me go. I think probably because I didn't understand what he was talking about, and they probably had enough, and they just let me go. Get out of here! We don't need you. But on the way home was great. Uh, the, the, the you know American Airlines, uh, the airport wasn't. It was big, but I didn't realize they didn't have enough food choices. I was really looking forward to having my final meal before I left. And the I found one place that was good. Uh, it was like my choice for my picky pickiness and eating was a McDonald's or <laughs> I did find an American burger place. And I had that. So I had the burger and fries, which I usually don't eat. And I had, I had that as my last meal before flying home. But someone at the airport would actually gave me their information. They were actually taking a survey. They said, when I get home, can you please go online and rate your experience at this airport and how it went? So okay. I did that as well. And it was really, I, I think it was smooth going in and um, getting to my, my flight. Even though I was lost and I had to ask for help because they drop you into this this terminal with endless amount of you know stations but you don't understand where to go like there was nothing that had there was no science that said american this way it's like if i had to go up and down each road to find out which one was american airlines it would have probably taken me over an hour yeah easily i can imagine that uh two follow-up questions really quick one are do you have global entry at all no okay uh, that's that's something I know a lot of my a lot of my uh, 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 visiting professors use. But they didn't require me to take your they didn't require you to take your shoes off when you go to Asia. So that was good. Oh, that's good. So you're in and out quick. 
And then um, in reference to the McDonald's, because I'm always curious, did it taste the same as local McDonald's? or? I didn't eat there. Oh, you didn't eat there? I, I went to another burger place. Okay. <laughs> but you know what was funny? Because I asked the lady, I said, do you have any other food choices past the gate, like when you get through security? They said, yes. So I said, okay, I'm not going to eat at McDonald's. I'll just go through security and there'll be a world of food like, like LAS. And it was not. <laughs> I want to say when we were in Shanghai, there was a there was a Starbucks, and then there was a bunch of clothing stores, and that was pretty much all that we had access to. It was overpriced, duty free. I would, I never, I didn't do duty free. I didn't find anything reasonable about duty free. It was overpriced. Yeah. So not a problem. Now, post vacation, what are your takeaways? I mean, what are the pros and maybe some of the things that a first-time traveler should know when going to China? I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, You know, everything we did, I'm sort of, we didn't take any, my friend and I didn't take any group trips. I think it was great. We just went with the flow, especially with the protests going on. You really couldn't plan anything because if you did, it would have been interrupted and it was best that we just went day by day. You know, what do you feel like doing today? And we, even though I use Google a lot to find out what was happening, we had already went to the best clubs. We already went to all the, the attractions, the museums, the parks, the rides, everything. And we did this on our, you know, basically on our own. We, we planned it. We did our own transportation. So that was the best part of it. it was, everything was an eye-opener because it was the first time we were hearing it or seeing it. Um, it sounds like, it sounds like, from our from the interview, it sounds like there were some communication challenges and some inconsistencies. Oh yeah. So communication, you just have to bear it and move on. <laughs> That's the best you can do. Use translations in Google. Uh, it was surprise, surprising in Macau because you know all the casinos had um, concierges and people out front waiting on you, but none of them spoke English, and I thought that was a little um, shocking. However, when we did get to one of the casinos and we walked in, I guess we looked dazed and confused. And a guy came up to us. And the first thing he asked my friend, are you a VIP members? And my friend said, yes. So he shuffled us to a private elevator, took us to a private room and took care of us. Mm. But other than that, you just have to find somebody that, you know, can speak, speak the language and use the Google translator um, you know, check the weather three times, bring an umbrella. I wish we had, <laughs> you know, things, you know, look at other means of transportation because we use them all and you would need that due to unforeseen, you know, government closures of transportation. But as far as food, you had your choice. I mean, the Mexican food was to die for, the Italian food was to die for. And my friend loved the Italian Being an Italian, I was like, okay, what did you think of the Italian food in China? Well, the, the manager was from Italy. Him and his brother managed the place, and oh, they're from God. Italy. I'm telling you, it was unbelievable. Yes. Good. It was, I lucked out. <laughs> I, I have very high expectations on my Italian food, having recently come from both Rome and Venice. Believe yes. me, I say this. So. I, I spent time, uh, too, a couple about three years ago, I was in Italy. Um, I, I hear you, but it was delicious. So, you know, that's my takeaway. I mean, just plan as far as weather goes and make sure, you know, you, you, you have cash. Um, 
don't worry about the trans, you know, the language and all. Just, just expect it. That's really what it is. Expect the unexpected. The only thing I said that caught us off guard was the weather and how the the the, the, uh, the language. Even though my friend was born in China and he speaks some of the language, not everyone was willing to adopt to you know to what to what he spoke. So. Excellent. Well, I really want to thank you so much, Tony, for joining us on this adventure. It sounds like you had such an amazing time. Um, I, I hope you had a fun time doing this with me. Oh, I did. Absolutely. Um, uh, when's the next time you're traveling? What, what was that? Oh, when is the next time you're going on another trip? Oh, right now I have uh, Peru, Machu Picchu, four days of hiking to Machu Picchu. That's in September. Nice. Awesome. Will you keep us informed as you go through that trip? Oh, absolutely. I can't awesome. wait. Oh, I, I can't wait to hear about it. It's going to be amazing. And for my students out there, if you have any questions or comments, um, if you want to follow up on this or you have anything that you want to know about, send me a quick email at scott at com. In the meantime, please like, share, and subscribe everything in reference to this um, and make every day a travel adventure. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye now. The Professor Travel is a broadcast from Orange County, California. A transcript of each podcast may be requested by contacting The Professor Travel at his website, theprofessortravel.com. For opportunities to work with The Professor Travel, feel free to contact Scott at theprofessortravel.com or contact us through YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook at The Professor Travel or Twitter at TheProfessorTR1. Make every day a great day to have a travel adventure.